In her Irish Times article, Karina Hardgrave lifted the lid on the behind-the-scenes staffing issues at one of Dublin's newest, flashiest celebrity chef restaurants, Richard Corrigan's Park Café in Ballsbridge. It opened just over two months ago, yet within weeks it was hemorrhaging staff. Fourteen former employees from the Park Café spoke to Karina, and most cited the twin factors of a difficult work culture and money. So what happened? I'm Bernice Harrison, and this is In the News from the Irish Times. I took a job at the Park Café because I was promised a nice salary, um, nice environment to work in. I was very excited. I basically put my life on hold for a few months. That was meant to open in June, then July, but that's that's life, builders, blah, blah, blah. Eventually I opened. I was very excited to work with Richard Corrigan himself because I know he's well known and his food and, 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 and all that comes with it. And I wanted to better myself. That's one of the waitstaff in the Park Café who spoke to the Irish Times for the article using the pseudonym Elsa, which we're also going to use. So Elsa, tell me the moment that you thought you had to leave. Was it a like a single incident or, or was it a build-up? It was a build-up from weeks of exhaustion from the work, which again, I'm, I'm hardworking, I don't mind. I'm 50 years old, they spoke to me like I was a six-year-old child. I was trying my best to do my job the way I can do it best, but I still never felt good enough. I always felt undermined and not good enough to be there. Although I have many years of experience here and abroad, I've worked in many good establishments, thank, thankfully. <laughs> and I've also, I've always lasted more than a year, two years most jobs five to six years I'm not I'm not one of these people that flits and floats around if I'm happy and I'm management mostly are happy with me I'll stay and I'm a loyal worker. It's a long long time since I worked in a cafe Elsa I should say that the in my student days I worked in one on James Street and the manager used to run up and down behind us in the kitchen clapping his hands behind us going go 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 in this galley kitchen and that happened every single day. So <laughs> that was me. That's my experience. What happened? Why did you feel it, you just couldn't stand it any longer? What were the issues? You could constantly hear screams from the kitchen. Um, constantly, at one point, I, I, I actually turned and said, I'm one person. I'm trying my best because you're constantly being called stupid. What are you doing that for? You should be doing this. Like I had a knot in my stomach every day going inside the place. And I just... I knew I just didn't want to be there, but I just kept trying and holding on, thinking it's new, everyone's stressed out, it'll settle, everything will will settle eventually and it'll be fine. I know I'm good at this, but I was getting ground down and ground down every day more and more. The Irish Times would have put all the points in the article to Richard Corrigan's people, uh, who are Crab Communications, that's the PR company, and they say... Due to the high octane and pressured level of the work involved in a restaurant opening, the Park Café has regrettably seen a number of members of staff leave their roles very soon after joining, simply as they were not suited to the work and style of the restaurant. What do you make of that? People left because of payment and people people left because they, they thought they were going to be paid a certain amount and within two weeks of working there, then they discovered it wasn't going to be that amount. When Elsa took the job at the Park Café, she says she was offered a base rate of €16 an hour. Plus service charge, 12 and a half on every table, plus credit card tips, plus whatever cash tips. 
But when she got paid, she realised she was getting just €13 euro an hour with an additional €3 euro an hour, which came out of the service charge, bringing it up to €16 euro an hour. Other former staff reported a similar situation. So people were annoyed and fed up. When we approached this subject, we were told to wait till after service and they will discuss everything individually with us, but they didn't, they never did. The pay slips came, were all wrong. Nobody knew what was going on. And did you not see that maybe that was part of a sort of a start-up issues? Yeah, I thought that as well. And it just was all a, a big mess and very, very distraught. I was very distraught and working 15 hours, which again, I'm used to, but... So wait a minute, a shift? Did you think you were going in for an eight-hour shift? Well, like, in the restaurant business, you, you understand. Like, and I am one of these people. If I'm off at 11 and it's still busy, I'm not going to walk out at 11. I'm stupid, I know, but that's the type, That's my work ethic. I would never leave my colleagues in, 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 in madness if I can stay, and I will always stay. So, for instance, if I was meant to be off at 11, I was still there at 1. Elsie, you said that, you know, as, as staff members, you raised this issue about the tips in uh, in December. That was a couple of weeks after the restaurant had opened. And obviously, December, that's the bonanza time for restaurants. Richie Corrigan said that when the staff queried the disparity between what had been agreed and what transpired to be the base rate and service charge combination, he dealt with it personally and he honoured every commitment. He said, I went through one by one. We had a really open policy on it. We didn't try to bat it away and say, that's not our problem. We were really open to it. What do you think of that? I was there when this happened and he said he would speak to us all one on one and honour what we were told. Then we all got our pay slips and it was the same. Nothing was changed. It was 13 plus 3. Uh, I had to fight for money. Hours were, were missing, everything, until I actually threatened legal action was when he put me back up to the 16 plus whatever and then I got whatever. But I still had to wait, even though my wages were wrong for that month, I still had to wait until the 30th of December to get the rest of the payment, which is... <laughs> bit mad. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I did get it but again I will never know how much I was properly due with credit cards all that type of stuff. Crab Communications going to say unfortunately some of these disgruntled former employees and you're one Elsa have threatened to make false statements I'm not saying that you did to the press in the hope that they will be reinstated in their roles. I mean, are you speaking about this now because, you know, you want your job back? I don't want my job back there. I would never work under those conditions ever, ever again. I am in this business a long time and I I, I know enough people that I can get work whenever I want and whatever I want. I just also want to say that I, as an Irish person working in this industry for many years, I, I love it and I've always loved it and... I started my, my journey um, in, in Greece, of all places, and was treated very nicely. And my fear is that some people, this is their first experience. I know for sure this one guy, it's his first experience of working in Ireland. Karina Hargrave is the Irish Times restaurant critic. Karina, Elsa has given her experience of working in the Park Café and how she felt. You talked to 13 others. What kind of things were they saying? 
And I think this is important because you have to be very careful. You know, one person's experience is one thing. This was repeated time and time again. So I've been talking to the staff and former staff in the Park Cafe since the beginning of December. And the same thing kept coming through. People were called idiots. They're called stupid. Uh, some members were called a pussy. It was just very disparaging. There were cooing sounds coming from the kitchen. It was very unpleasant. Um, all the staff I talked to felt like they had to be working the whole time, that they couldn't stand still. They said they were told, don't stand still. You need to be working um, not to have a drink of water and uh, not to have a coffee and um, j- just keep j- just keep busy um and and they were they were traumatized that that was and i met and these were people i met in person and you could just see see in their faces how traumatized they were like people were crying when they worked there people were crying when they went home people were crying when they got up in the morning crying on the bus on the way going in when you have that happening to a lot of people there's a problem Now, Karina, this is how you summed up your review of the Park Café when you reviewed it just after opening in November. You ended your very glowing review with, this is the restaurant that Dublin has been waiting for. What do you think of that now? I think there is a place for a restaurant like this in Dublin and the restaurant that um, I visited and had a great meal in and actually was Elsa who served me that evening and the service was spectacular. Um, just everything about it was good. I can stand over it in the context of the review, obviously, because that was the experience then when you learn afterwards about um, how things are managed there and also how issues were dealt with. It's certainly, I think, something that customers who were there that I didn't know when I was there and I would think that other diners didn't know when they were there. And I think it's something that people want to know. Before we go much further, Karina, will you just explain, I'm saying Richard Corrigan as if everybody knows him. Um, Could you just explain who Richard Corrigan is and the structure of that restaurant? I suppose in the context of chefs in Ireland and anyone who is into chefs or watching television, um, like Great British Menu and all of these programmes that are really, really big, would be very familiar with Richard Corrigan. Like the other chefs, Richard's keen to showcase his region's best produce. It just, it just seemed a well-rounded fish and certainly not overfed, unlike myself. <laughs> I mean, he is probably Ireland's most famous chef and he's huge in London and he's got wonderful restaurants in London and I've been in some of them in London. So he's not just known in Ireland. He is really, really big in London too. And um, and he's a great chef. He won a Michelin star when he was in Lindsay House um, and he's got a really good approach to cooking. He uses the best of Irish produce. You are always going to have a good meal in one of his restaurants. Like, it's beautifully cooked. He doesn't mess about with his food and he just it's a sort of food that I really love. So that's who Richard Corrigan is and that's why it was absolutely wonderful to have him back over here in Dublin. And his nerves are showing when he forgets a key ingredient in his potato pancakes. Um, He's got a very gregarious personality and people are used to that. You expect him to come out with something a little bit off the cuff, but that's who he is. See what happens when we talk and cook? A sip, please. So even top chefs make mistakes, but it's quickly fixed. 
And his son is involved in the restaurant in Dublin. Yes, so his son, Richie, who I haven't actually met in person, so he's involved um, in the restaurant business. Um, he's actually the managing director of the, the Corrigan Collection now. So it's kind of handing over. I mean, he's experienced, he's, you know, he's, he's trained and he's worked in the industry. So it's not just, you know, Nepo Baby, him taking over. You, you know, he does appear to be a very experienced person taking over the what is the family business? Well, I think it's fair to say uh, that both Richie and Richard Corrigan Sr. Um, are, are fairly, you know, horrified by by this. Uh, and there, the, the statement that they gave said that they'd hate to think that any employees were feeling humiliated by the wider team and that they're committed to providing all staff with a positive work environment. And that as such, we'll commence an appraisal process asking all team members, both front and back of house, for feedback on the Park Cafe work environment. Should any issues arise out of this process, we will act on them immediately. So it seems to me that by letting some light and air at this, at the situation that pertained there, you know, there, there will be changes. I, I really hope so. I I think it's really important and I think it's very important for the industry. I mean, it's important that every restaurant has a proper culture, that people want to go in and work there, that people aren't crying, that people aren't going home distraught. But also, I think it's very important because of who Richard Corrigan is. People look up to him like he is so well known. And these people, whether they like it or not, they do have a responsibility. They set an example. So I think for him, it's actually doubly important. Let's talk about tips, because in your article about the restaurant, you talk about tipping culture in the Park Café. Part of maybe the complications we're seeing here is what a lot of people refer to as a London approach to tipping. In London, in some businesses, um, some of the bigger ones, service charge that is put on, which would be discretionary service charge, is seen as something separate from a gratuity and a tip. So... When you get your bill and say this is what you get when you go into the park cafe, you pay your bill and then it's 10% service charge at the end. If it's a group of people, it's 12.5% service charge. And that's really normal now, Karina. We should say that. That's just bog standard. Oh, yeah, it, it is. And the thing about it is everybody presumes that that service charge goes to the server. In most cases, it does. Now, in the case of some restaurants, it goes to the server, but not the amount that you think goes to the server. If you look at the wording, it's kind of like the sort of red herrings there. When you see all our service charge goes to our staff, if you think what staff means, staff means everybody except the owner. So if I'm leaving my 10%, the chef, the barman, the poor, everybody gets a a bit of that 10%. It's more complicated than people actually realise. It's not even that this is a fair distribution of the tips. What effectively it is, is revenue that um, the company uses. So typically in a restaurant, on turnover, um, salaries would be 35%. If you use service charge, if you bring it into this financially, into that, into your turnover, you can get your salaries down to about 15%. And the way you do that is by, and this is all within... The letter of the law, where there are things where you can have a waiting system, which is used in the Park Cafe. It's used in other um, restaurants too. They're not the only ones doing it. 
So just explain waiting system. I don't really understand that. And you, you're not you're not saying waiting as in wait staff. You're no. saying waiting as in balancing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There might be someone who's very experienced, who's there for a long time, someone who works full time against someone who works part time. So this system allows you to put, it's a point system that you put against each, each individual. And it all depends what way it's set out. So mm-hmm. some places they might say you will get 40% of your tip and 60% will go back in to be distributed. And, and in being distributed, they're talking about the barista, the barman, the runners, the kitchen porters. Mm. If you've got a system where you're actually seeing it as contributing to all the salaries, except for the person who owns the place, the vast majority of that money could be going to the general manager. The Park Café were clear. They have laid out their policy as regards. They, it's all black and white. If you wanted to go looking for it, you could find it. The policy around tipping and service charge. So in a sense, you know, what's the problem? I think the problem is that it's difficult to understand. So they they have three categories. The first category is service charge, and that's what you see in your bill. It's discretionary, but nobody questions it. Everybody pays it. It goes on the card. The second thing they talk about is tips left on by electronic means. And the third one is cash tips. And this is where the devil is in the detail, really, because for the first bit, that service charge, which is 10% or 12.5%, that is basically what everyone sees as the tip. So that is the bit that goes in and is, and is distributed under this point system. And that is the bit that the waiter serving you that evening sees very little of, as little as €24 Euro for an eight-hour shift. The next is when somebody leaves more than the service charge electronically. So if I'm American, for example, and I think, cheapers 10%, I'd never be so mean as to leave 10% service charge, I'm going to add more. Exactly. They actually do spell out who it goes to. And it's who you think your, your tips go to. So it's floor staff, it's the kitchen porter, it's the runners and the barista the, and the bar staff. But as you can see, that's not a huge amount of money because people feel they've already paid their tip. This is when people are being extra generous. Then the third category is cash tips. So this is if somebody who has paid their 10 or 12.5% service charge then leaves additional money in cash... Now, this is significant because it is a cashless system there. You can only pay by card. So people are paying by card and then they would have to actually go and think, oh, and I want to leave an extra bit in cash, which is not really what people are going to do. If they want to leave it an extra bit, they leave it on the card. So as a... That's unfair, is it not to, you know, you work in a in a restaurant and you've got the table at 10 that Friday night and you run off your feet and they rack up a huge bill and you think, phew, never mind, because the tip on this is going to be really good. But it mightn't be. My problem with this was I was going to be getting three euro per hour service charge. So, for instance, if I did an eight euro sh- eight hour shift, I would have walked out with 24 euro in service charge. So what charge. about my mythical table of oh, 10 oh, people? Well, like spending- for, I was just going to say that, for instance, I had many a table of four that spent over 1,500 euro. So the service on that was what, if you can do the maths, and I would have got, if they were there for two hours, six euro. But I was the one selling and pushing and smoothing also certain people left like on top one particular person left me a hundred euro on a credit card i never seen that 
So, Karina, what's a diner to do? Let's say you're in a restaurant, the service has been fantastic, as indeed it generally is. You want to tip the, the wait staff, you see the 10% on the bill, you never have cash. Who has cash? The 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 pandemic did seem to have done away with our wallets of cash. We only we tap in all the time. What are you supposed to do? I think the first thing is you do need to carry that bit of cash, you know, because then you're always going to be sure. So um, if you go into a restaurant and they've got the discretionary service charger on it, you can ask for it to be removed. But you'd be a bit mortified, would you not? You would be mortified, but I don't think people are so mortified now. I was out for dinner on Saturday night and I could see tables around the room asking about the service charge. It was a restaurant where it was absolutely fine. And I do know of restaurants where they have um, a discretionary service charge and it all goes to the waiting staff. It is up to you. So you don't know. And even if you ask um, a waiter what it is, do you know what? It's quite complicated because we're even having, you know, problems here trying to make clear exactly what's happening. So the best thing you can you can do is if it's discretionary and it's on it to say, oh, could you take that off, please? I'd like to pay in cash. Cash will always be better. Distribution of the discretionary 10% service charge applied to bills at the Park Café is governed by the new law on tips and gratuities announced by Taoiseach Leo Varadkar when he was Minister for Enterprise, Trade and Employment. Uh, what you need to know, it means that if you're in receipt of a tip uh, or a gratuity or a service charge, um, that that money can't be used to make up your basic wages. That money has to go to you. Um, it came into effect on December the 1st. The new law gives employees legal rights over the payment of tips and is designed to provide more clarity for customers. It prohibits the use of tips and gratuities to make up contractual rates of pay. This includes service charge. Employers are obliged to distribute tips that are received in electronic form in a fair and transparent manner and require to display the tipping policy prominently so that it is visible to customers. There is no suggestion that the Park Café has not complied with the changes brought in from last December or acted illegally before that. You see, what I don't really understand about what you're saying is that at the time the legislation was introduced, uh, the then Thonishta, and he was also the Minister for Enterprise, Trades and Employment, Leo Varadkar, who brought in the legislation, he he said that... Anecdotal evidence suggests that a minority of employers, particularly in the restaurant and hospitality sectors, use tips or gratuities given by customers and intended for staff as a means of meeting their payroll obligations and other overheads. And he said, so the the implication there is that this law on tips, that's going to do away with that. I think he was doing it for us, but I don't think he looked into it. I think he needs to speak to waiters. <laughs> I did a, I did message him myself actually about this. Did you get a reply? I, no, but I don't, I understand, but I did send him a message just to, to explain and to just maybe clarify and he needs to have it clarified for himself because I do genuinely believe he wants more front of house to be getting the service charge really in fairness to him. To enjoy full access to journalism from the Irish Times, such as Karina's weekly restaurant reviews, you can subscribe at irishtimes.com forward slash subscribe. That's all for today. This episode was presented by me, Bernice Harrison, and produced by Declan Conlon. In the news, we'll be back on Monday.